Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Roy won't take no or no comment sitting down. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. You can listen back to any segment that we air by going to the Roy Green Show page on any of the Chorus Radio stations that carry this program. The station you're listening to right now, just go to their websites and the Roy Green Show page and um, podcasts will allow you to listen back or download anything that we air. Dr. Bjorn Lomborg is still ahead. He'll join us from Prague. Uh, Dr. Lomborg, who Time Magazine included on its list of 100 most influential people in the world, environmentalist, head of the Copenhagen Consensus Center, think tank, and the author of How Much Have Global Problems Cost the World, and author of Cool It as well. He has said that uh, a prediction that Stephen Hawking has made about the United States' withdrawal from the Paris Climate Treaty, quote, could push the Earth over the brink to become like Venus with a temperature of 250 degrees. Dr. Lomborg says that is, quote, just silly, end quote. We'll talk to him in the uh, next hour. Now, some climate scientists are saying that global warming is going to see the reduction in the numbers of hurricanes, but their strengths will be significantly greater. We're certainly seeing a tremendous amount of strength in the in the hurricane that is approaching Florida, as Anthony Farnell just told us. Dr. Anand Nana Desikan joins me from uh, Johns Hopkins University. He's a professor of earth and planetary sciences. Thanks for taking the time, doctor. Is uh, is the intensity of Irma uh, a result of global warming? Is that what the models suggest? Um, it's actually a very difficult thing to say, and I'm not doing that to be mealy-mouthed. Um, it's simply that when you get a hurricane, it's the sum of many, many different things acting together. You need warm water, you need low shear, you need... Um, particular temperature conditions in the atmosphere. Does global warming contribute to that? Almost certainly it does. It's much harder to say how much. And, and you, uh, you're not a hurricane expert. You're a global warming expert. That's right. I, I've spent my career, in fact, much of the last 30 years working on these climate models that are used to project uh, warming forward into the future and trying to understand how the models work, how to make them more realistic, um, how to make them more representative of the processes that are in the real world. Did your modeling suggest that what is happening this year was in fact going to happen? The last time there was a, a major hurricane strike, or any hurricane strike on the United States was 12 years ago. Right. So what the, the kinds of models that I've um, looked at tend to look at the average conditions. Right? So we, um, it's sort of similar to saying to thinking about the economy as a whole, right? If you, you, can, you can predict that 20, 30 years from now, the stock market is likely to be higher than today. You're not going to be able to predict the time of the next stock market crash. So what I can do is, is basically talk about the probabilities that you will have a stronger hurricane on average, season on average, but I can't really predict more than a couple of years ahead, or actually more than a year ahead. Um, we, we really don't have much skill when it comes to that as a field. And that's because from year to year, there are things like El Nino that change hurricane activity. Um, 
just as things like the North Atlantic um, Oscillation or Pacific Decadal Oscillation change the climate of, of northwestern Canada. So if you look ahead uh, to next year, what do, you, what do your models suggest? So the models that I, again, the models that I run um, are, are long-term. The, the understanding that we have right now is at, at, at this point, for the rest of the hurricane season, it does appear like a La Nina is developing, and there are some theories that suggest that that should give us a stronger hurricane season this year. When it comes to next year, I don't think at this point we have much skill in saying is it going to be greater than normal, less than normal. Um, we do seem to be in the middle of a period of enhanced hurricane activity associated with warmer. So how accurate should we, and how accurate do you believe the modeling is? And I, I ask you from just from the perspective of someone who listens to a weather forecast mm-hmm. that is three or four days down the road or a week down the road. Right. And quite often, it's nowhere, and I don't want to really, I don't want to impugn the people who provide the weather forecast, but more frequently than I'd like, particularly mm-hmm. if I'm playing golf, <laughs> the weather forecast has absolutely nothing to do with the actual weather that's falling on my head. Right, and the, 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 uh, the answer I'd give you is that you probably make climate forecasts all the time, right? Um, at In about a, a couple of weeks, you're probably going to take your winter coat out of the closet. Yes. That's a climate forecast. Right. Now, why can you do that? You can do that because the, the uh, sun is going to be lower in the sky, there's going to be less sunlight hitting the ground, and it's going to get colder. And that happens every year, and, and because that happens every year, we're used to making that climate forecast. Okay. The kinds of forecasts that we make for long-term climate change are in some ways fairly similar. There's for, when we talk about the average climate over 30 years, we're saying... We're putting a heat-trapping gas in the atmosphere, so it's going to get hotter on average. And so the skill that we have comes from that same kind of changing the radiation balance of the planet. Um, so it's a much stronger constraint than the weather down the road, which is affected, as you say, by some, some small, um, can be affected by small perturbations, the fact that we can't measure the atmosphere accurately enough to predict out changes. I have about 30 seconds left, so it's not possible at this time to predict more than, uh, looking at the modeling, mm-hmm. more than a year down the road. And so there's no way to say 12 years from now there'll be two or three hurricanes and they'll be worse than Irma. Um, that's right. That's All right. right. I hope you'll come back, Dr. Nanadesikin. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. From uh, Johns Hopkins University, there's Dr. Anand Nanadesikin on the... Uh, climate modeling. Uh, I, I would have thought that it would be possible to do more than, a, you know, looking down the next 12 months for the, uh, for the uh, forecasting for hurricanes, but I appreciate his time. Dr. Bjorn Lomborg is coming up, and when I come back, I'll tell you about the rest of the show and something we're going to talk about tomorrow. Stay with us. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. 
Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 